Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? It's showtime, folks! It's time! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. Whether it's then, now, or new, we're here to break it down. My name is Jay Bowman. I'm joined, as always, by award-winning journalist, Mr. Wyatt Arndt, the stanchion with a very regal bow that you cannot see listening at home. Wyatt, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and as you boys saw, I got one of my new awards sent to me recently from uh, another one from Belgium. You know, Belgium can't get enough of the stanchies, so doing pretty good over here. I know uh, uh, Paris has no awards. He's still dressed up as, uh, what is it, Waldo, Waldo I guess. It's Waldo. <laughs> I need so, to yeah. remember to not wear good job. shirt to work. Do not wear horizontal striped shirts <laughs> yeah. when doing this show with Wyatt, because he will let you have it. He looks We're like also. We're also joined by the guy you got to find, the architect, Mike Paris, the hockey talk yeah. man. Why, why, how, how do you think Paris is doing? How do I think Paris is doing right now? I can't yeah. even see him. I can't, like, I don't know where, oh, there he is. I found Moldo. I got him. I got him. There he is. Okay. Paris, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. Wyatt's like the Where's Waldo version of El Fantasmo. So, uh, oh. like, like the discount dollar store uh, version. So, hey, El man, Fantasmo I- on Wish. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Exactly. I, I, if I got called the discount Gretzky in hockey, that'd be fucking amazing. There's nothing wrong with being a discount <laughs> version of the best. So keep it coming. What was his keep brother's name? Brent Keith. Brent. <laughs> well, it's like one of the hearts that it? didn't make it either. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no. Keith, right. Hey, that's a new segment Everybody's of the show. Got a Keith. Gretzky or Hart brother? <laughs> <laughs> Keith. Oh, shit. We're in up early. Bruce. Oh, no! <laughs> Owen, that's an easy one. That's, that's a heart. We'll give you an easy yeah. one to start. Uh, fellas, we got a lot to talk about, uh, a lot of NEW happenings to go over. Uh, let's hit it with the NEW segment. Oh, oh my oh. God! Come on! NEW3 is in the books. We have our first champion, and it's a wise man. The Golden Boy, Travis Williams, won three matches last Thursday night at the Studio Nightclub to forever claim the distinction as the first NEW champion. 
Yeah, I know. I, I didn't give him enough credit. I know I was big on Judas Icarus, but, you know, you see Golden Boy struggled before going into this tournament, but I always know the, the Wiseman got a plan. They always do. They're not going to waste their efforts on, on smaller shows. They were going to save it all when it mattered, when the belt was on the line. So I shouldn't have been that surprised. A little little bit of chicanery, uh, but, you know, couldn't ask for a better oh, he admits it. He admits it. Well, I know. Hey, we know they do good things. Like, Again, it's all about perspective. You think it's cheating. I just think it's good strategy. You know, Napoleon once was accused of not fighting under using the same tactics as lining up and getting shot right across from each other. No, no. Napoleon dared to flank his opponent. And that's what New Williams did. You know, that's this thinking ahead. Okay. That's so history, are you boys. referring to Travis Williams as the Napoleon Bonaparte of NEW? 100%. 100%. He came in at this tournament like really needing a win. Needing to win a match after the rocky start he's had so far in NEW. And the guy won four. All credit where credit is due. And yes, there was some chicanery. But uh, yeah, like it or not, Travis Williams, the first ever NEW champion. No one can ever take that away. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Even though I, I meant to revisit my bracket. Does anyone have our brackets handy? Because I think I think I was pretty accurate with my bracket. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There it is. Yep. Right I see here. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Holy I did alert. well. <laughs> you nailed it, Paris. Yeah, I can't even and remember. I, but anyway. And I, t- I took a major bath. I lost $400 betting on Bishop <laughs> to go all the way. Wasn't even in a tournament. No, it wasn't worth his time. <laughs> it's just not now. I would have given you a pass had Malik Mello won, just as a... You would have gotten the automatic substitute on that, I think. But anyway. Yeah. Um, a little disappointed with the results, uh, albeit Beef Boy didn't win, so that is also good. So it was a real lose-lose situation uh, for Mike Paris as anti-Beef Boy and anti-Wiseman. Uh, but uh, here we are. Yeah, it's very exciting to have a new champion in the mix. Uh, I was watching Wyatt's videos. Obviously, I wasn't there. It was yeah, well-documented. Typical. Typical. I was, yeah, okay. Well, like Clive, I said, there was a, a Paris was in the building. Clive was, Clive was why there. Clive, why isn't Clive on the podcast? He knows what's going on. Why don't we have Clive on right now? Why is Mike here? Why are we wasting your time with Mike's opinions? Oh, I maybe understand. I'll just like duck out like 15 minutes into the show like you did last week. How about that? Yeah, that, again, I was still there for most of it. You know, how about I tag in Clive right now to take over for me? Is that what we're doing now? Get Clive to do everything? I don't understand. I'm still waiting I for my review from Clive. How much does dad do for Clive? you? I don't know. For someone who says he doesn't like Travis Williams, I think he hits too close to home for you because he's got his dad's doing work for him. I don't know. I think you should respect what Travis is doing. Yeah? His, his, those are his dads? They are in, you know, in a way, yes. I think he'd fully admit <laughs> that they look after him and they take that's care actually, of him and they're they're older than him. So, yes, they okay, are dads. Okay, that's, that's actually kind of sweet. I've got to take the wise men. When you phrase the wise men like that, that actually sounds pretty damn wholesome, except for all the partying that they definitely get up to. Uh, we did, I reached out to Travis Williams to invite him on to Wrestle Nation this week. Uh, as of recording time here, five so days later, I have not heard back from him, but I can see that he has read my uh, my message, so... Oof. Still thinking it over, I guess. No, no, I, I've he, he messaged me back right away. Um, he he couldn't make it this week. Uh, he said he's got you know bigger and better things to do right now. So I believe right now he's doing a, a podcast with the Food Network in Canada. Uh, I think yeah yeah you know cooking with gold. I believe is what they're doing a segment on right now. So he's not here what? for this week. So hopefully next week we can get him on. again. He's he's a champion now. He's got a lot of obligations. Why did he just respond and tell me that? Uh, he doesn't like you a lot. I mean, why? Look, you're. Oh, you you're, don't stop right there. I don't like where this <laughs> got is a lot going. Of reasons, I, I almost. Which yeah, one do you I, want? I, that's fine. I'll just chalk it up to he's threatened by me. 
Sure. Yeah, whatever. Go, yeah. a big guy. Yeah, whatever you All need. Right, yeah. Whatever you need. We'll go, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll have him on next. Did he say next week he can do it? Well, he said he might. He's doing, obviously, my movie podcast next week, nine and a half years in the movies later. But we're going to try and get him on next week. I'll let you know. Yeah, because like if, if not him, we can bring somebody else on. But he's the first champion. I'd love to have him on the show, as I told him very politely in uh, in the message that he read and never responded to. He says you're a bit aggressive and you're a bit clingy. So it's just you got some things to work out on your interpersonal skills is what he said as well. So All right, here, here it is right here. Hey, Travis, congratulations. Uh, hell of a tournament. Great effort. Uh, would you be interested in coming on Wrestle Nation on Monday to talk about your big title win and what's to come next? That is aggressive and clingy. Well, what he said to me was that, yeah, also, like, he feels like you're using him. It wasn't like, hey, Travis, love what you did. You talk- No, it was like, hey, Travis, good job. Can you come to my show? Right? You see how that sounds? Like, you're just right away like, hey, buddy, I, good I, job. Come to my show. Can I say something, too? Like, I yeah, also DM'd him and said, come okay. on the show. Which probably yeah. didn't help things. See, like you get, okay, you yeah, he's getting, it from, he's getting it from he's getting it from two yeah, fronts. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's a you I, problem, guys. So I also well, said like I hate you, and then I said come that, on the show to Paris! talk about it. I'm really listen. This is my I, I'm I'm really working on the gotcha thing. I can't figure it out. I can't find the balance. <laughs> it's gotcha, uh, uh, not fuck you. <laughs> you're getting lost. You're, you're hitting Donnie yeah. Brasco mode now. Yeah, you're too far gone. Okay, if you can, we can just get on the same page here, and a okay. third of us can't insult the guests before we're trying to book them and bring them on the show. That'd be great. Uh, Wyatt, if you could use some of your uh, wise men pull. I did see you all uh, in your matching track suits on Thursday night. Uh, yep. Yep. Look, yep, 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 looking great. Uh, if you could maybe try and get them on the show, I think that'd be great for everybody. I'm sure... Uh, people who listen to the show who maybe weren't able to be there would love to hear from him about his big tournament win and, and all that. That'd be good. Yeah, why well, I'm a little confused on your your where your allegiances lie here, though, because, like, you know, I think back to, to when Beef Boy had his big moment at the Commodore and he invited you into the ring and he celebrated with you. And now here you are, you know, a, a couple years later claiming to be such an ally to the wise men. I didn't I didn't see you in the ring there with them. So, are they an ally to, of yours? I'm confused. Life must be so easy for you in your little black and white world, huh? Just no nuance or anything, huh? Just no no ability to discern how the human mind works. It must be so easy. All you're worried about is the gotcha of the world. You're not worried about the hurt you le- release on people. So, yes, you know what? I'm a reporter. I do stories. I have the human element of them. So, yeah, sometimes I get close to the ring, and I know a lot of people... I'm so sorry that I don't just go to shows and then don't go to the next one and don't show up and don't do my job and they just yell at people online like you do. I'm so sorry, keyboard warrior Mike Paris. So sorry. You know what? I'm a deep I don't character. Think he, I, I don't think he's complex. really that sorry. He's not at all. He's, he's smirking. <laughs> he is smirking away I, drinking. No, you. I don't think you're no, sorry. No, I, I think am, you're being you know facetious. What? We shouldn't even be allowed to drink on the show. It's garbage, boys. Be professional. He's taking boys, a sip boys, of boys. drink right now. Oh, you're both it's, drinking. It's kombucha. Come on. A little a little decorum. So Travis Williams, in order to earn the NEW championship, beat Sebastian Wolf in the quarterfinals, Judas Icarus in the semifinals, and then Elliot Tyler in the finals. Elliot Tyler had to go through uh, Malik Mello and then Nicole Matthews uh, to get there. A uh, lot of great matches on Thursday night last week at the Studio Nightclub. Uh, Wyatt, from the tournament itself, uh, what was a big standout for you? I do think, for me, honestly, Malik Mello was one of the big standouts. I think 
he said after his first match that like, he wasn't even supposed to be on the show, so he wanted to go in there and go all out. And you know, he went out in his shield in, in this match against Beef. Like he, that guy is a big man. He leapt damn near across the entire ring to try and hit Beef with a, a shot off the top rope to put him away. Didn't hit it, and that cost him. But you know what? He wanted to make an impact. He wanted to go all out, and I respect the hell out of that. I do want to say, uh, you know, I'm a big SOE guy. I love State of Emergency. Sebastian Wolf, I thought was might go all the way. There was, that was where some of the chicanery happened. You know, uh, obviously you had two competing you know, people on the outside. You had Christopher Cassidy and, and Billy Swade causing a bit of distraction. I know Sebastian Wolf online is a little mad about what went down. I think, you know, mostly he's mad that his manager didn't get the win there, you know, because Billy Swade got the pull. They're out mad, you know. Tony Brony's there, Billy Swade. There's only so much that Cassidy can do. If you saw, if you were at the match, I know Clive saw it. Uh, Sebastian Wolf got cut up pretty bad during that match. Uh, yeah. He's still, like, he, he looked like a badass. He got the cut in the cheek. He went through it. Uh, I think the guy's not, he's not done. This guy, he, he, he's got a chip in his shoulder on the best of days. I don't think he's done with the wise man. I still think he wants to show that he is both a tag team and singles threat. So I'm looking out for, uh, for Sebastian Wolf in the future for sure. Yeah, the, the Vancouver Screwjob, he's calling it. Hashtag the Vancouver Screwjob against, uh, against Sebastian Wolf here. Now, I, I, I wasn't there to see it. I did see Wyatt's angle of it. Um, you know, that Great angle. From, from, from above. Uh, Perfect. Up, you up saw in, everything, up in right? The, yep. Thank the, you. Up in the expensive seats, uh, but I, I, where are Cassidy's allegiances here? Did does he with state of emergency? Was he maybe contributing a little bit to the chicanery? I couldn't really tell. Yeah, because you weren't there. That's why you couldn't tell. You must have like, I, listen, I was going great. through your eyes on this one. I, I saw you're what you were seeing. Yeah. Why don't you just go get, get peace in the Middle East while you're at it? You seem to be so full of ideas and thoughts and theories right now, of things you don't know anything about. I'm just, I mean, where are I'm we just going throwing it out there. I, you, you know, what, he you... was torn between both competitors. So, you know, where where is he really, where is he going to align himself? Is he going to align himself to to the guys who are, are draped in gold right now for NEW, hitch his wagon to the current winners, or is he hitching his wagon to the future? I just, okay, I, I have a question for the Gotcha King. How That's many me. people have you managed to uh, win championships with? Just, just a quick number. I'm sure you can round it down pretty easily. One Zero. might say I've managed you to your award-winning uh, journalist. That's a very honky-tonk man move there. But no, you have not. <laughs> You've done none of that. Uh, Cassidy has managed countless champions. He knows what he's doing. That's a tough ask for him to also be a manager of guys. They're both in the tournament. You got Wolf. You got Miles Deville. Like he was doing a lot in the night. You can only ask so much of him. I just think you're trying to cause confusion and chaos out there because you just want stories. You want to gotcha everyone. And quite frankly, it's pathetic. I hate it. You know what? This I just want to do the, the show anymore. You're, you're, okay, Wyatt, calm down. Okay? Like, don't I'm tell not me how to feel. You what, are you going to control I'm my gonna, life now? I'm not going to let you duck out of Sir, the show 20, again 20, 20, 15 minutes in. No. Okay. Look, I had other jobs it. to do. I, had, I, I have many jobs. Okay? I just can't sit against the wall trying to hide from everyone, trying to find me in a book. I'm so sorry. We all can't be fucking Maldo. <laughs> Maldo? For a second there, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, oh, Mike, he's Waldo. Mike Waldo. He's Maldo. So you're hiding it. It's like Waluigi and Wario. I assume he's like yeah. Maldo. He can't get the Waldo name. That's a lot of copyright infringement there, obviously. I it's thought maybe I was like a Waldo that hit out at like a Claire's accessories or something, like in the mall, like a Maldo. The, I mean, you don't want to be a grown more man hanging out at Claire's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not Sir. a line I want to go down. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's I think yeah, you got no, it yourself there. That's right. Is that what just happened? Different word for those guys. So yeah, and, Mal and Maldo ain't it. So uh, where were we? AEW three also had some really great, uh, some great tag team matches. The Illa Tribe beating the makeshift team of Adam Ryder and Taryn from Accounting. Uh, Illa Tribe's looking great. 
Uh, they look like they've been really putting in the work since uh, since NEW won. Uh, they're electric. Wyatt, you you bought a T-shirt, did you? I, I did. I wanted to support. I want to support local wrestling, unlike Mike. I try and support the, all the kids out there. But there just feels like the, those Illitribe, they got a bit of an edge to them. I'm not sure they're, they're, ni- they're the nicest guys that you think they are. I feel like there's a bit of like... They've they've got some yeah they're a little rough and I feel like they're gonna they're not gonna get the crowd behind them for too long if they keep acting this way that's all I'm gonna say so keep your eyes on Illa Tribe I'm not so sure that the nice guys you think they are well yeah anybody who goes up against the wise men is basically gonna be cheered so you know who knows when and if they'll get an NEW tag team title shot uh, Adam Ryder and Taryn from accounting first time seeing Taryn from accounting she was uh, she was great that was actually a really good team. Uh, I just wanted to say that the they the Illa Tribe definitely wasn't uh, popular when they were up against the Bollywood Boys, and they weren't uh, acting popular either. So I think we've seen that darker side uh, before, and yeah, you're probably right. We're, I think we might see it again. Yep. I do want to give a shout. Sorry, I was to give a shout to Taryn from Accounting. Uh, she landed some hard strikes. Like she's a hard hitter. Yeah. I like that. I want to see more from Taryn from Accounting. I don't know where. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know we had an accountant. Uh, account, I love it, but like, don't mess with her. Don't mess with her. There might just be a whole front office division. I hope we do. We need it. We need it. Henry uh, Reed? Ed- <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard of him. I vaguely. Yeah. We'll see. Last I heard, he was, updating his, he was updating his resume. He might make. Uh, he might apply. Uh, Eddie Osborne and Havico uh, faced off against Reloaded. I love Reloaded. They're due, man. They're winning those tag belts at some point. Very exciting team. Sharif Morrow, Jackie Lee. Uh, super fun match with probably one of the moments of the night. Uh, why you want to walk with you what Eddie Osborne did? Uh, Eddie Osborne at one point was fighting. He's a very intimidating man. You kind of want to listen to this guy. You don't want to get in the bad side of him. Tossing people around like sacks of potatoes. Uh, goes up to the DJ booth. I think Jason must have been scared for his life because Eddie Osborne at one point demanded that he play his song. So all of a sudden, Eddie Osborne's theme song, which is fantastic, started blaring through a studio, which Mike didn't hear because it wasn't there. And it was fantastic. Nope. And many people thought maybe Eddie had won. And like, does that, yeah, it was, it hadn't, but he just wanted to hear his music while he's jamming out. Middle of the, ma- yeah. middle of the match. Great move. That's, That's a good, good power move. That's new Jack I- stuff. I have asked for Clive's review, and the first thing he said is he enjoyed uh, immensely the evening, but he's too old for this venue. It was too loud. <laughs> hey, that's that that is fair. Which I w- I'd rather have heard it from him instead. But you know, thank you for passing along your third hand information, much yeah, like your you reviews know. in the show. We also saw the NEW debut for KC Spinelli as she got the win over the Rain City stretcher, uh, Liza Hall. Speaking of less strikes, yeah, KC Spinelli was laying them in pretty good. That was a really, really awesome match. And, you know, it's a foregone conclusion at some point we're going to have an NEW women's champion as well. Uh, so, you know, that was a really, really good uh, jumping off point for KC Spinelli to, you know, stake her claim as the dominant female in NEW. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Casey fight in uh, BC, so it's nice to see her back. I hope she, you know, gets in some more matches here. You know, unfortunately for Liza, she took the loss, but if I know Liza, she's going to bounce back. She's going to learn from it. She's still one of those hot up-and-comers that's going to, you know, keep bringing her A-game. So, again, it's a fun match. I can't, it, Initially, when NEW started, yeah, I think everyone's kind of wondering the women's division. It looked a bit thin in the roster, but they keep adding additions to it, and it's looking like it's going to be one of the stronger aspects of this uh, organization. Yeah, Casey Spinelli uh, already has her match set for the Commodore. She's going to be going up against Nicole Matthews, who had a hell of a tournament as well. Big, I, I don't even know if you can even call it an upset. Big win over number one ranked Artemis Spencer in the quarterfinals. And then, uh, yeah, came up a little bit short against Elliot Tyler in the semis, but that was a great match. So you're going to see Casey Spinelli and Nicole Matthews get it on at uh, NEW4 at the Commodore. It's going to be a great match. 
Yeah, it looks like uh, Nicole and Elliot Tyler spent the majority of the time uh, up in the VIP section, beating the living crap out of each other, ruining yep. the merchandise table uh, as well. I saw both of those things happen. Um, but yeah, it's exciting to see uh, new developments in the women's division. And, and uh, I'm not sure if you've got this on the rundown here, Bowman, but uh, Taya Valkyrie recently getting added uh, as a as a member of the NEW roster, fresh off of her stint in NXT, so once again the roster just keeps getting stronger and stronger from a women's division standpoint, and I I can't wait to see what they all have to offer. I do have that on my breakdown. Oh, in fact, that. that's next because big uh, announcements happened in the last week since we recorded, uh, both for NEW five actually. So the date is confirmed at February twenty fifth. 2022 uh venue to be determined but uh yeah taya valkyrie will be in action also uh b-boy is gonna be at that show and someone's gonna get the shit kicked out of them yeah i kind of describe b-boy as almost kind of like a mankind type of guy where you put him in a match and you know either he's getting the shit kicked out of him or he's kicking the shit out of the other guy uh, or most likely both uh you do not take this man lightly he i've seen him win over crowds at the commodore like, even if you've never seen him before he just he can get that crowd going um i think there's a chance of like please come back last time i saw him wrestle in vancouver he's just uh, he's a phenomenal guy i love watching him wrestle and i honestly think and they, i've been hearing on twitter people mentioning like, like, you know give him sebastian wolf get him in there so can see sebastian wolf's a tough guy this is the perfect test i was gonna ask like who do you want to see him wrestle wyatt i do you know what i almost kind of want to see I, I keep I, I don't want to look I think Sebastian Wolf and Miles Deville are gonna go all the way I, I do want to see tag team from them so you know what b-boy find a partner take on state of emergency that's what I want to see boy b-boy and parm yeah Parms do if, if only Elliot went with beef boy still b-boy and beef boy would be fun but yeah maybe parm maybe, uh, maybe give someone a bit more firepower I think parm's more of a ground specialist you know I don't he- know Power bombed Sebastian Wolf at any w2 more firepower <laughs> are you kidding me We'll, we'll, we're working that offline. Maybe we'll figure out who, who B-Boy's partner should be offline. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Paris, who do you want to see B-Boy go up against at uh, NEW5? Well, my, I'm fine with this as his tag partner, and I'm fine with this as his opponent. I would love to see Eddie Osborne, actually. I think there that Ooh. could be a hell of a hell of a big boy brawl. And uh, if he's his partner, too, I'd, I, I could see them working well together as well. Yeah. Or maybe B-Boy against uh, the other B-Boy in NEW, Bishop. That'd be pretty awesome. Bishop obviously was not in the chase for the championship tournament, but you know he's gonna be looking to put a stamp on NEW next time he uh, steps through the ropes. So yeah, a lot of options there. So that's gonna be February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. NEW five. Taya Valkyrie and B Boy. However, tickets for NEW four. January 15th at the Commodore, still on sale. It's not going to be just an epic night of wrestling, but also Canadian hip-hop because the Rascals will be performing. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. Head to nationextremewrestling.com for your tickets. Uh, Gents, anything else to say, uh, NEW-wise, before we move on? Uh, just again, I'm looking forward to the Commodore show. That is, again, we love all the venues they go to, but nothing beats the Commodore. I can't wait to see what the matchup is going to be like, what the, the atmosphere is going to be like. And I cannot wait to hear Mike's thoughts on Clive's thoughts about the Commodore show. I cannot wait. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> listen, I will be there. I will absolutely be there. Um, I, I, I make a point of not missing the Commodore ma- uh, shows, even 
though there's been multiple occasions where I haven't bought a ticket and then panicked to find a ticket at the last minute, but I won't be doing that this time. Uh, so I will absolutely be there. I'm sure Clive will be there, uh, and I'll have someone to sit with this time instead of Wyatt just creeping behind me. Hey. Yeah, that was a bit... Uh creepy undercover undercover journalist you know i'm sorry uh, I, I, yeah. I gotta get the story and i i was hoping to see mike get taken out of the bar but some barman saved his goddamn life and that sucked but you know and he's always always the next time at commodore you know why is, is is most of your journalism inspired by the film never been kissed uh nightcrawler actually is, is what it's inspired. Oh, okay <laughs> okay all right you gotta make your own right story up. sometimes boys that movie <laughs> taught me a lot about the industry. you're not you're not a josie grossy uh i mean never been kissed is, is problematic as fuck so i don't know i feel like <laughs> there's a lot of issues with that movie um you know there's a lot of like other issues but mine is like the, the fucking david arquette going in hitting like fucking going out and playing in dingers and he's like he's fucking 30 years old how you feel good about that bro how you feel good about that crushing that i didn't like that aspect so uh, not the power differential of her teacher falling in love with her well that's the worst part of the movie for sure but that is secondary to a grown man hitting home runs yeah <laughs> I just from the sports aspect, I didn't like that. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Right, uh, let, Nightcrawler, watch it. Let's uh, let's visit the wide world of wrestling. All right, starting alphabetically as we always do with uh, AEW. Pretty awesome Dynamite again last week. Although ratings-wise, Dynamite's down in like the eight hundred thousands, which is. You know, really shitty because I I really enjoy watching the show. I think they have really, really captivating segments all the way through. I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched a three-hour Raw. But, uh, yeah, I think all the acts I'm at least moderately interested in. There's nobody that has, like, go-away heat for me in AEW. Uh, Brian Danielson uh, killed only one of the Dark Order members from Atlanta. It's pretty sad about that because there's three of them. So I kind of wanted him to stay out in the ring and... uh, you know, fight all three, but uh, tore Allen Five Angels' MCL, so he claims, uh, beat him with a heel hook. So apparently what it looks like he's doing is he's going through not just beating them all the same way, but beating them all in different ways and putting them on the shelf, which is really, really fucking cool. Yeah, what a great addition to this, to just be like, I'm so much better than you that I have destroyed you and taken you out of commission for the foreseeable future and uh and i think ultimately this comes down to he sees a group of really talented guys who aren't getting their their ability to showcase themselves um and i thought i thought alan five angels looked great in this match yeah um and i thought as well last week is probably one of the best colt cabana matches we've seen so like we've said before um brian daniel Brian Danielson being able to uh, put over whomever he can in a really effective way and we're definitely seeing that each week as he works his way through the Dark Order yeah we geek out over this angle every single week but again everything about it and it's the way it's framed is perfect because you're getting these, you know, these younger guys don't get a lot of exposure. You're getting them a rub of going up against Brian Danielson. They're obviously losing, but they're doing so in their hometowns, which means they get crazy babyface reactions. And Danielson, obviously, you know, an incredible heel here. Uh, he's going to be going up against John Silver. I think Dynamite uh, tomorrow night is in Long Island, so he's going up against uh, John Silver. And it's not about the fact that he will beat him. It's how and how he's going to injure him and put him on the shelf. That's kind of added an extra layer to this. Wyatt, have you come around to Hangman Adam Page yet? 
uh, I want his title reign to be over. You know, you know what I like? I like the things that WD has taught me to, you know, be very formulaic and what they're going to do and getting your win back and that sort of stuff. I would love it if Brian Danielson ran through the order and then just ran through Adam Page. Just because you wouldn't see it coming. That'd be like, that'd be fun. And I don't, you know, and I Hangman Adam Page, you can make him start fine, but I'm, st- I'm not buying he's a cowboy. I'm not buying him at all. There's something about him on the mic that really irks me and it's weird like it's so like it's so i don't know i don't know if it's like shallow or weird for me but when i listen to him talk i'm like i want this guy to fucking lose like i don't know what it is about him but i don't believe anything he's saying and i just want him off my tv so i really want uh daniel bryan brian nelson uh to to beat his ass see i think they are gonna take the title from him because him winning it plays off like paid off that two-year story arc with kenny omega and the elite and stuff so so that's done and also, if you want to maximize uh, Brian Danielson's like heel run or whatever, having him beat the shit out of Hangman Page, I don't think that does any real damage to Hangman Page because Danielson's just that good. Paris, do you see if there's any way here that Hangman Page comes out of their match? I think it's on the 15th that winter is coming. Is there any way Page beats Danielson there? I'm not sure, and if there is a way, it's not going to be above board. Like It's going to be some sort of non-finish or something like that and they can keep working through this um because i think they like this build and to have and to have uh hangman pages run come to an end so quickly seems a bit abrupt like it almost seems they need to find a fine balance between keeping him the champ not too long but long enough and i'm not sure we're at the long enough stage yet I mean, right. Okay. If we're looking at it from a like, yeah, it's a sport sort of thing. Like that can happen. Like that's different and it's fun and it's like you wouldn't see it coming. And I think if I'm sitting here going like, hey, we got to make him pick a star and talk that sort of aspect a little too much, then yeah, you know, what? if it makes sense from a struggling purpose, like you said, like, hey, we want Dan Bryson, we want to cash in on his heel run, that stuff. Uh, I think they should do it. But I also know that you know Brian Danielson is all about supporting talent. He might be the one to be like, no, 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 Hangman's got to beat me because that's good for mm-hmm. him. So that could be it's, something that gets in the yeah. way, right? Interesting. It's not the John Cena versus Nexus, right? Like, John Cena, I gotta win this, brother. I'm gonna beat all eight of them, (laughs) single-handedly. Okay, well, let's just say for uh, for shits and giggles that uh, Danielson does win. Who do you have positioned as a potential, like, babyface challenger for a heel uh, Daniel Bryan? CM Punk, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you always talk about, like, hey, maybe they you can slow play that a bit, but maybe they just want to hit those bangers now, and maybe you feel that CM Punk's ready to have that match now. I know that's kind of like a nice ace in the hole to have in your back pocket, maybe you wait for a year, and maybe it's rushing it a little too much, and I agree, maybe it is a bit of a rush there, but if it's working and you're feeling it, like, that's not a bad choice to go with at all. I, I genuinely feel like CM Punk should never hold that belt. Like, I, I don't know why. It's just... it. It screams of, and I hate to make this comparison, but I the last thing I want to see AEW do is go into the the dark ages of TNA and into the like let's put the oh, strap on yep. the old guy kind of kind of era and let's pick up all the dead talent from from uh, from the the Fed right. So I'm I'm thinking that in the coming weeks here, and I will do, maybe we'll do a bit of a breakdown of War Games because I think there's some news to come out of that. But if you if Undisputed Era reunites in the near future, I can easily see a babyface switch for Adam Cole, which then puts Adam Cole in a good position to be maybe the next champ. 
Yeah, because there's a lot of chatter going on about Adam Cole and how he's been very poorly booked in AEW. The crowd obviously is in love with this guy. He's not he stopping loudest, it, though. That's on him. The, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. He gets the loudest reactions like every night and that they should like shift that. Why do you feel like they should shift that and make Adam Cole a babyface? Or is he fine as a beloved heel? I think that that role is so unique. You don't see it a lot. I really think they could run with it there. You can do the beloved heel for a bit, I do think. Like, you know, in a perfect world, you kind of always want that kind of uh, rock where you're starting to become getting all the, the, the fans behind him and turns the ultimate heel. I don't think there's anything that Cole could do to really get that same level of heat. Like, there is no, like, ultimate corporate move to do that would really make him, I don't know. Maybe they, they probably could think of something, but I can't think of the top of my head what would make him, like, people want to boo him. Like, the Champa level where, like, people wanted to boo him out of respect. I don't yeah, know if that's or, there, right? Like, because AEW fans are very smarky, and we're in a smarky world now. I don't know if we're gonna get the level where like people are gonna actually boo him. You either have to hate him for real or respect him enough to give him that booze. Obviously, he leans into the Bay all day, left and right and center. Yeah, I think he could be their biggest baby face. I kind of want to see it. Um, I, I just, oh yeah, I, I, I'd almost want Punk to fight uh, Dan Bryan just to lose that one. I don't want to get the belt. I agree. I want him to lose the loss. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, and then yeah, yep. Adam Cole down the line, whether it's face or he'll be delightful. I really want Adam Cole to get pushed to the moon. Yeah, because it's rare to see like a heel who just like soaks it in. Like I think about years ago, was it uh, Miz and Maurice and versus John Cena and Nikki Bella at like WrestleMania, where the crowd was booing the shit out of John Cena and Nikki Bella and cheering the Miz, and he was egging it on. He was loving it because it would make sense that an arrogant heel loves that adoration, mm-hmm. and you don't see yeah. it that much, strangely. Yeah, and I think Daniel Bryan is kind of at a stage right now where he is also a, a love beloved heel. I think people like booing him. Um, I think he's getting the right heat, but he's also not a bad guy. No one's no one's saying he's he's uh, you know below board here. He's a he's a good wrestler, and that's his heel character, right? We keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I could see like Adam Cole maybe embracing that in the same way, and I I'm not sure if that obviously if Undisputed Era does reunite to an extent there's an obvious feud there and it doesn't involve brian danielson so yeah i think adam cole right now you almost leave him in this kind of stasis because he can go so many different directions i don't think they fully know where it's going to go because you're right he has so many different options and go with it's almost like he's got that rvd momentum when rvd was with the alliance but everyone wanted him to be like the fucking star which again yeah. I, I brought the show before steve austin wanted to beat the, the show the first person to walk through that door and it's fucking rvd and the crowd oh. lose, they wanted to cheer him so bad right like that's the kind of thing where adam cole's got that kind of like intensity behind him so like they could either make him a huge baby face or you know make him a huge villain i i do want them to kind of commit his character one way or the other in you know in the next four or five months i don't want him to keep doing this for a long time but i think it does give him a lot of options if he's kind of playing it up and enjoying it until they decide what they want to go with yeah sorry i just want to make my stance clear i'm totally fine with a cm punk uh brian danielson program I just don't think the belt should become go on CM Punk. Yeah. Well, talking about CM Punk, that would, I guess, inherently mean that he would come out of his program with MJF uh, as a winner. If I was going to think there's one person throughout his early run here that he's going to put over, it would be MJF. Uh, They had their round two confrontation 
Uh, last week, MJF was on commentary while CM Punk had a pretty competitive back and forth match against Lee Moriarty with MJF calling him out on how he's lost a step. And now he's struggling with a guy like Lee Moriarty that he should really clearly easily beat. And he brought up when he faced uh, Garcia as well and other like powerhouse Hobbs that Punk is washed up and over the hill and he's struggling with these uh, with these younger guys. Uh, do you think that works? for like MGF to be calling that out that much? Or what do you think of that as the build? Yeah, you kind of always look at like when they talk about like if you're bearing your opponent, what does it mean if you beat them, if you bear them too much? But it is the most sensical way to go after him, right? Like you've lost yeah. a step. And you can also view it as since MGF always goes after people's weaknesses that he's trying to prey on his insecurities, right? Like that could be the view, mm. right? He's just like, oh, he's just playing mind games, getting his head. You know, Simba can go. He's just trying to, you know, get in his head a bit. So I think that's, you know, with MGF, you're going to get that level of kind of like not necessarily fourth wall breaking, but kind of going a little too close to the the bone there. So I think that's just part of the game with MJF. Yeah, I'm also curious to see what happens with the um, what's it called, the battle royal with the ring, the dynamite diamond ring. Yeah, the like to, to diamond, give yeah. that win to anyone else seems crazy at this point, other than MJF to continue holding it. But maybe I'm wrong. I think Punk's gonna fuck him over. That might he's be looking the case. to win it for the third time. Yeah. Yeah, but I I could see easily Punk losing to MJF at some point. Same. Um, yeah. Because obviously by means of of uh, of uh, mishandling the match, but um, but yeah, Punk's got to start losing. It's honestly I don't mean to say this disrespectfully, but it's unrealistic at this point that he keeps winning. <laughs> so like he's an old guy. Well, I think against the guys he's wrestling, though, it makes sense. It's not like he's out there, you know, he's beating Kenny Omega, he's beating right. Hangman Page, he's beating Billy Gunn. It's not like yeah. that. Yeah. It's not like he's beating Billy Gunn. You're right. It's I'm not. Sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah I, just, I just think there needs to come a time where where uh, CM Punk uh, lies down a little bit and, and lets someone go. And like you say, MJF is the guy who makes sense here. So I could easily see that being the case. And they can continue it, their program because the program is hot. So let's keep it going for as long as it can. Yeah, I feel like potentially whoever comes out of this will be meeting up with whoever comes out of the championship program. If Hangman Page wins, I see you can transition to MJF challenging him for mm. it. And if yep. Danielson wins, there's not a lot of high level like baby faces. That's the thing. I mean, if like Page continues, there's a lot of, you know, higher heels in AEW, but not a lot of top baby faces, which is why I kind of feel a bit more inclined to say that uh, Danielson is going to win. Oh, I just checked out in the hockey game, boys. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. All right. Okay. So that means we are going to transition to talking about the Gun Club. Oh, okay. uh, the undefeated tag team of the Gun Club not sadly anymore. lost to Darby Allen and Sting. Devastating. Uh, Last week, obviously, I put over the Gun Club huge. I am a big fan of uh, Billy Gunn and his adult sons and all the shit they're up to. Uh, Paris seemed to have a very visceral reaction to me throwing down for their theme music. And I thought about why I love it so much. It sounds Please like part me. of Daft Punk's uh, Tron score. Listen to it and tell me I'm wrong. I, that's a kick-ass I, score. I, okay. Yeah. I believe you. Good. Good. <laughs> Uh, transit. Yeah. So get on board with the gun club. I, 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 do you think that there was some residual heat, some residual, uh, like they didn't really play it up, but like, you know, at WrestleMania sting and, and Billy Gunn would have come face to face at one point. Right. Uh, in the NWO versus DX. 
I think they've mentioned WWE and alluded to WWE uh, enough for Maybe the last too much. The next couple of weeks. <laughs> well, just go ahead and let that stuff. Uh, let Remember that when stuff Sting simmer. was in WWE and everyone hated it? Yeah, let's remind them of that. Gross. Oh, man, gross. Uh, speaking of. I wouldn't necessarily say gross. It's not a super smooth segue, but fuck it. Uh, NXT War Games was uh, was this past Sunday. Uh, you guys, you, you enjoy the, the the War Games? That's something we used to get very excited about when NXT came around. Paris, did you did you watch the War Games? I have watched the first two or three matches. Um, am, am I? Am, are we going spoilers here for for oh, those yeah. who haven't? Yeah, we don't care. Uh, I thought the women's war game match rocked. I thought it yeah, was Yeah, toxic awesome. attraction, baby! Um, Cora Jade coming out of this match looking like a star. An absolute yep. star. She is going to be their next big baby face. Um, and, uh, and I just loved... So, okay. Neither of you have seen it? I have not. No, I've seen it. No, I have not. You've watched yeah. it, okay. Yeah. An entire whole gimmick within the match was Cora Jade does a big senton splash off the top of the cage and dislocates her shoulder and so then she's crawling to the corner and trying to get medical attention and that goes on for a good five minutes while the other wrestlers and i was i was sold i was like this is really happening she is injured this is problematic and then io shirai pushes the medical attendants away and grabs cora jade's arm they're on the same team uh, grabs Cora Jade's arm and steps on it to to put her her uh, yeah. shoulder back into place. I was like, "This rocks! I loved this." Yeah, no, it was uh, the women's war games was great. Uh, I enjoyed that immensely. I uh, didn't much care for any of the other uh, non war games related matches. Uh, nice to see Kyle O'Reilly actually outsmart somebody trying to turn on him. Uh, but they're going to have a, him and Von Wagner have a cage match uh, tonight on NXT. And that will most likely be it for him. Because apparently his contract expires on December the 10th. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, he signed an extension until the 13th of December. But it looks like, by all accounts, uh, the men's war games match was the last ride for, uh, for Johnny Gargano. Gargano came out with a hodgepodge stitch-up mishmash of all past takeover attires. Uh, which looked really, really fucking cool. That guy's ring gear is always just absolutely top-notch. Um, yeah, they lost to the NXT 2.0 team. Nobody in this universe thought at all that the old-school black and gold team would win. You're trying to put over this new NXT. What does it mean to have the old guard beat uh, beat the new guys? From the new guys, the only person I you know have been impressed with at all, I like uh, Carmelo, but... Uh, uh, fucking Rex Steiner, Braun yeah. Breaker. He's, he's dope. He's good. Yeah, those are the two guys that I've I've been impressed by. But I feel good about it because those seem to be the two guys that Vince yeah. or whomever is impressed with as well. They seem to be hitching their wagon to those guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see Johnny Gargano. They were very clear about Johnny Gargano. This is a send off. Like they weren't trying to bury that at all. Um, yep. And then Kyle O'Reilly, he was getting the thank you Kyle chance at the end of the match there, uh, outsmarts Von Wagner, the Neanderthal, um, and throws up the Undisputed Era right afterwards. Yes. So uh, yes. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come or what have you, but as soon as he, he sends Von Wagner to the ground, he throws it up. So um, interesting little tidbit there. 
Wyatt, when it comes to Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly and, you know, Kevin Owens, that's still months and months away. Um, are those two guys you want to see pop up in uh, in AEW? Yeah, you always wonder, like, again, we've talked about it all the time, how many guys is going to keep adding to this roster? But, right. right. There's a lot. But those are names I don't think how you how can you not. Kyle O'Reilly's got a tailor-made stable there. John Organo is just a tremendous wrestler. You know, Kevin Steen, who is going to go, is like, again, why wouldn't you add him? It feels like any almost anyone that was, like, a top-level NXT guy for a long time is going to want to go AEW because it's, like, the same level of wrestling they want with the investment in the characters. Because that was the thing with NXT. It was very much, like, old-school wrestling. We all loved it for the fact that it was character-driven, these storylines. And that is AEW. So it's not hard to assume they'll want to go there but you do wonder like you guys kind of say like is it always gonna like is the aw roster gonna start tilting till it's like oh it's a bunch of former guys that came from another federation and then those four pillows of aw that's all they have that's not gonna be a great look for them this is i think above a braun Strowman, above a bray wyatt these are the guys you need to bring in this these are the kind yeah. of guys that yeah, are gonna be over agree. huge with the aw crowd and that you can actually do something with especially if you do want to reunite undisputed era like that that is it makes all the sense in the world you have you have you know half of them there already um i don't know about roddy uh he's still the cruiserweight champion for now i hear they might be dissolving that title but nonetheless yeah um that's fine with me by the way uh but and then johnny gargano is going to be over huge with that crowd he's every takeover he's the biggest the biggest feature of every takeover and when you think about a takeover crowd and an AEW crowd you're bringing in the similar kind of people so uh these are like i say i'd say better pickups than anyone else on the free agent market right now and you kind of wonder like you look at like you know daniel bryan versus cm punk already been done but it's not been done in this environment so you kind of get a different level of intrigue by it so you got johnny organo there you're automatically thinking down the line champa what happens when Champa yeah. is ready to I, track down Johnny Gargano? <laughs> well, even like a Johnny Gargano versus like John Moxley or something, or like Sammy Guevara. I'm a big uh, Tony Nese fan. I also really like Jay Lethal, and Sammy Guevara has had great matches with them. Sammy Guevara is actually doing an awesome job. One of uh, one of the great pillows of <laughs> uh, of AEW. But yeah, to Paris's point, these are the guys like you gotta you gotta bring in. They fit so perfectly with that. And Wyatt, to your point. Uh, when you talk company versus company in the same matchup, uh, I present to you AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They have a matchup in Wrestle Kingdom in Japan mm -hmm. that is absolutely bonkers. One of the best matches I've seen in the last decade plus. And Nakamura wins the Rumble. AJ Styles is a champion. Holy shit, we're getting Nakamura Styles at WrestleMania. And it's like... 16 minutes and uh yeah okay like the amount of oversight wwe has on their matches uh from a production standpoint really kind of dilutes letting these guys go which aew uh leans into yeah again it's almost like you're letting these guys get to show what they should have been able to do right that's what i kind of like about it they're gonna say no like again if the fact nxt give full credit to nxt they were allowed to go all out so yes. i'm not saying that but the level of the the bigger names like on the, on the roster and the higher up roster, they weren't able to do as much WV. And so, and even take a big picture for the the Mark and me for the local kid here with that forbidden door being opening. Uh, if say Kyle Riley goes to AEW, if he passes LP in the hallway at one point during forbidden door, I'm gonna lose my shit. Like I just I just want the, I want that to happen. I want these possibilities. I like the fact it can happen. I'm not just like fan fiction here, like something that can actually happen. They could if they want to have them interact in some way. And just imagine two guys that were local kids in BC now on one of the biggest stages. That is fucking amazing. 
That'd be awesome. Uh, AEW still has the Owen tournament, uh, the Owen Hart tournament coming at some point in the next little while. Uh, you know, we'll see who's going to be in that. Maybe that'd be a hell of a way to debut some uh, some new talent. Uh, WWE-wise, not, again, a ton going on here. Uh, the day one pay-per-view for January 1st, what they're building towards, they have made uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, official, and Scuttlebutt is this is going to be... Uh, one of a multi-match program with these guys who have seemingly wrestled countless times over the next or over the last couple of years. Paris, are you interested in at all in Lesnar versus Reigns, even though they've switched the heel face dynamic? Um, yeah, I'm not, as as has been well documented, not a huge Brock Lesnar guy. Um, previous to this heel run, not a big Roman Reigns guy from a in-ring standpoint. Um so that aspect of it doesn't really excite me to see them in a match. Uh, I like the story, though. And so I'm, I'm here for the story. It sounds like they're trying to make this day one pay-per-view an actual big deal. Maybe trying to shift, um, you know, maybe the focus maybe from Survivor Series or something like that to make a big deal pay-per-view at a different time of the year. Um, but it, and now is their time. They have to start building towards Royal Rumble or we have to start getting some some plot lines uh, set going through there. So I assume something's going to come from that as well. Yeah. Brock Lesnar on SmackDown this week. He's actually, he's a really funny, like charismatic uh, performer. The stuff he was doing with Sami Zayn, where he was egging on Sami Zayn to, uh, to challenge Roman Reigns uh, for the title right then and there that evening. And then he completely beat the shit out of him. Uh, and Reigns got the easy win. That was, uh, that was, yeah, that was funny stuff. I'm excited to see uh, where Lesnar goes as a, you know, I guess a uh, ass kicking babyface. I know Wyatt, you're you're pretty into that, right? Uh, Lesnar can do anything. I will watch it. He is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, again, he is underrated on the mic, but I love having with Paul Heyman. It doesn't matter what he does. I'll be watching. Uh, you know, NEW, book this guy. I'm sure you can grab him. Get Brock yep. Lesnar. Little tip for you: <laughs> grab Brock Lesnar, up and comer. Yeah. Well, hey man, Studio Nightclub sold out two nights in a row. Yeah, yeah. Let Lesnar, him money. let him know. Let yeah. him know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's other Canadian, news, right? Like he's Canadian citizen. It's true. So come Saskatchewan on. boy. Yeah. Any uh, other news WWE related? Uh, yeah. The last thing to touch on is uh, Jeff Hardy over the weekend uh, was sent home after a strange incident at a house show uh, where he didn't seem right, didn't look right, then apparently made a hot tag to Drew McIntyre and then ambled about on the outside, then hopped over the security rail into the crowd, and security went to go grab him, and he never tagged back in. Uh, Matt Hardy has come out and said that he reached out to him and everything is fine. But yeah, really weird situation there. Yeah, I I really hope for the best here for Jeff Hardy. Um, I'm, I'm not going to assume the worst, but it's easy to do right. so. Um, he is one of those people who... Just And I think he even alluded to this in one of the documentaries that they did about him. Right when you think everything's going well and everything's on the upswing, um, he maybe self-destructs a little bit. So uh, once again, hopefully not the case. We don't know any details about what's going on in, in his personal life, but yeah. um, it, it seemed very out of the ordinary. Um, it seemed it's easy to kind of reminisce about, uh, reminisce is the wrong word, but be reminded of um, kind of the weird things that he did in the ring when he was at his worst. Um, it di certainly didn't look like like the hot tag looks good. He looks he looks yeah, engaged. It, it, it looks it, part it, of the this, match, and then it's just this wasn't a all... this wasn't a victory road against yeah. Sting situation yeah. where oh man yeah Oof. 
That was rough. So Rob. it yeah, looks ma- it looks like he has his wits about him for for starters, as far as we can tell. Um, and the other wrestlers, if you look at the clip, the other wrestlers look confused. Um, you know, I think it was against the Usos, right? And the Usos are like, "Where did he go? Like that wasn't what what was supposed to happen next, kind of thing." Um, it looked like he was supposed to take a bump right after that, and he was just gone. Uh, so I I I don't know. Once again, hope for the best. Um, and hope uh we haven't gone in the wrong direction here with Jeff Hardy and his career. Which, again, it's kind of like, you know, to bring the Canucks into it, how the Canucks make a change and it feels better. You get, like, a different environment. It, it makes you feel better. And WB, for me, that's the worst indictment of this whole situation is I have to sit there first and think, is this a storyline? And that's the thing. They've mm-hmm. always been so heavy-handed with their shit, like the road warriors and, like, the drinking. And, like, it just feels like... like oh, God. And WCW yeah. is no angel either. Scott, last, Scott last call, Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I just feel like you can handle it a certain way and they haven't been, like... So, I just, again, I hope everything's fine. Wrestling's had, like, I don't want to see another dark side of the ring about this. I hope everything's okay with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, uh, I watched the Broken Skull sessions with Jeff Hardy, and it was uh, it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the quote from Matt Hardy, we'll just leave with this. I did speak to Jeff for a little bit today, and he's okay. He's good, and I think he'll be fine. But once again, this isn't my business, and if he wants to go into more detail about it, then he'll do it himself. But, like, Jeff is okay, he is at home, and he's okay. I, I'm, right. I'm a bit worried about that, just because, like... Yeah. You know, in some of the some of the interviews they've done, and and I think it was alluded to in the Broken Skull sessions and stuff, how Matt separates himself from Jeff when things are going sideways, and that kind of sounds like someone who is trying to separate himself, like this is none of my business kind of thing. So, um, once again, hopefully that's not the case, but who knows? Yeah, all hoping for the best for uh, for Jeff Hardy. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, next segment here. Why you got a little trivia for us? Oh, you're damn right I do. And I looked and found the world's hardest quiz I could find. So I hope you boys oh, are ready to be challenged. All right, Wyatt, what do you have for us? How are you going to stack the deck against me this time? I, I will be fair and objective as I always am. That's why I win awards. So this is a quiz on the Attitude Era, folks. Uh, again, I have asked 100 people from 100 countries to get together to come up with the world's hardest questions to try and stump you too. I told them that you guys know everything there is to know about the Attitude Era. They're bringing the hardest questions, the most inane subjects. I assume it's like what color socks, you know, hey, what hey, was did, Thrasher's wearing on the day of like January 18th, which you're going to have to answer. So, all right. did, did, the, did the people from Guam contribute to this uh, this quiz? No, I'm not allowed to go to Guam and I will not speak on it. But yes, okay, most good, of the people yeah, did. They have it out for me. So yeah, the, good. Guam Jesus. is no good. Guam is no yeah. good. What have you two done to Guam? We, we will, we, 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 we they know what it. they did to us. Legally, we cannot speak about it right now. Is it on? Anyways, doesn't okay. matter. All right. Okay, so I'm going to go uh, get my scorecard here, which is uh, the program notepad available on any Windows device. <laughs> Great plug for Notepad. <laughs> Available on your app store, anywhere you get your apps or the thing that's just built into all your stuff. When you need to make a note, grab the pad. There you go, boys. It's where Wyatt writes all his awards. Yeah, again, I, I need to keep track of them somewhere. Again, I open up the Notepad, <laughs> see all my awards. It's amazing. <laughs> Do make sure you hit the enter button. Otherwise, you're going to write a long sentence. Not the greatest feature of Notepad, but you can get around it. All right. Here we have the first. <laughs> I also I hate that. That's <laughs> I know what he's talking about. That's, that shit's the worst. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and you write like a long word at the yeah. end of it. They're like, yeah. okay, well, now it's going to be fucked yeah. if I press enter on the next line. And Your it's a shorter it. word. So now I have to try and match these margins that I'm making. Yeah. You know what? Fuck yeah. Notepad. Yeah. I'm going to open WordPad if I'm feeling a little saucy today. There it is. <laughs> WordPad is where it's at. I don't know why I was going to Notepad first when WordPad's right fucking there. Same. Oh, my God. 
What a notepad, dude. How did it get in our heads? I don't know. It's like the fucking Kleenex for us. <laughs> that's not a tissue. That's a Kleenex, sir. All right. First one. Pass me that cotton swab. I need to clean my ear. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Paris, do you need to get Clive on the phone for these answers? Yes. I don't know. Is this a, Yeah, he might need to help maybe, with these. Maybe. Is it I about uh, Thursday's NEW show? Otherwise, the, I think I'm okay. Okay, these are tough questions. We're or about English hard. wrestling from the 1960s. I think I'm okay. Giant haystacks. Giant yeah. haystacks. Okay. That's always the answer. Boys, first question of Mike Paris. Again, these are from around the world. A lot of different questions. You've got to figure out the cultures and where they're coming from. It's a lot of stuff to suss out, different layers to it. First okay. question. Okay. Who kickstarted the Attitude Era with his 316 speech? Oh, oh, starting slow, but okay. There you go. Okay. Um, yep. I'd like to hmm. steal if he doesn't get it. Yeah, you can. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? That is correct, sir. That is one point for Mike Paris. Good job. Uh, it was not Sid Vicious. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mr. Bowman. I wasn't going to say Sid Vicious. The way you framed that is like I was going to say Sid Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> you were looking pretty Sid Vicious. You had a story about a leg break. You are going to say it. He had a squeegee in your hand <laughs> and a pair of scissors. And yeah. All right. Uh, which Softball rival man. wrestler pulled a gun on Steve Austin? Tough ones. Tough, tough pulls here, boys. Hmm. Brian, the loose cannon, Brian Pillman. Uh, this is Bowman. So I need you to give me your actual answer. Like, which one are you going with? Are you going with his nickname or just his full name? What do you, I need clarity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you didn't put quotation marks around his nickname. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's incorrect. I'm going to go with Brian Pillman. That is correct, sir. You have right. tied the game. See how easy thank it is to play? Thank, thank God it wasn't Pillman 9mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pillman, comma, Brian. They went with <laughs> Shit! Uh, Mr. Paris, what stable yeah. did Vince McMahon form to maintain his power structure? Uh, the corporation... That is correct. That was a little known fact. Not many people remember that, but Paris, good job on drawing deep yeah. to that one. Mr. Bowman, another hard one coming yep. your way. Who was the first WWE European champion? The first WWE European champion, and that's no bull. It was the British Bulldog. I believe he won it in Germany. Correct, sir. I'm going to give you a bonus yeah. point here. Can you remember when Shane McMahon was European champion? Oh, yeah. Uh, what he called X-Pac on his shirt. He called him X-Punk? Oh, X-Chump. You were so close. You have lost your point. You went for the bonus. Did he seriously <laughs> call him X-Chump? Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Thought you'd get Isn't that. that okay? flattering? It's like you were formerly a chump. You're like, yeah, you're that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no E no, in front of it. Letter X. Yeah. It's the letter X. Letter not X, bro. E -X. Don't you Extreme get it? chump. <laughs> Mr. Paris, which woman joined Triple yes. H and Shawn Michaels to form D-Generation X? Hmm. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a tip. It's a hard one. It was not Sunny. Um. Was is Rick Rude a woman? Uh. No, he is a man. So that no. is, I'll okay. kick it off the board. Uh, well. I'll. I'll go with China. That is correct. Good guys, you are bringing the heat today. I thought I was going to stump you. These collected questions have not stopped you in any way, Mr. Bowman. Who debuted during the first Hell in a Cell match? That's got to be Kane, Wyatt. Okay, I mean, Billy Gunn was an option, but you were correct. It was Kane. It was not Billy Gunn. The Gun Club did not show up at this point in time. Well done. <laughs> Mr. Paris. Is that the Mission Impossible theme? What was that? Do, 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 do. It does have a little bit of Mission Impossible element to their theme music as well. It's good. All right. Paris, which wrestler did The Rock replace as the leader of the Nation of Domination? Again, tough questions. I'm sorry, boys, but I got to test your knowledge. 
Uh, I'm not entirely sure on this one, to be honest. Bowman's eyes. You should have seen Bowman's head snap up. <laughs> like fucking Undertaker sitting up. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Farouk. That is correct, sir. That is correct. Okay. okay. And I got to say that Bowman right now has kind of got a bit of a Josh Alexander look. So uh, it's going on there with the, oh, <laughs> the, yeah. the bald head and the, and the can headphones. I'm wearing my podcasting headgear. Let me just put in this mouth guard. Did you see Alexander tweet at uh, Travis Williams when he had won the belt? So Josh no, Alexander, he yeah, nice. he's like he's got a little smiley face. So he knows that like, hey, you won, ah. but I beat you. There's some gamesmanship going on there. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, Mr. Bowman. Who was the first wrestler to win the revived women's championship? Oh no! Oh, is this is this the first stumble? This is the easy one, so I don't know what. This was sent in uh, from looks like uh, Peter from Idaho. So he just this was a question. He said, "I know it's easy, but I just want to throw it out there. I just want to hear Bowman's voice get it right." So, <laughs> oh, all right, I gotta disguise my voice. Hold on a second here. They recognize your cadence. They'll know it's you. You can't disguise it. That's true. I can't. Uh, Suss it out. Reason it out in your head. Hey, this this is a, a vocal podcast. Please reason out out loud. Okay. Well, obviously, <laughs> attitude era. As opposed to first... making all the references to what we're wearing and all. <laughs> hey, I paint a picture. Our I'm a writer. Gear, all those things I can that paint people it perfectly. Know about. I am painting pictures. <laughs> now, my instinct is obviously to go with like with Sable, because she is the most prominent. Um, women's champion of that time but i feel like they built that up to have her beat like jackie so but i don't think jackie was the first one part of me also wants to guess ivory i'm all over the map here boys uh these attitude era divas i'm not sure i'm gonna go with i'm gonna hate myself i'm going with ivory you were so close. It was Jacqueline. You were, you were like, gonna, so I, I, I was going to swoop in for the steal. I knew that one. Oh, did you actually say that? Okay, I will, I will honor code. If you were going to say Jacqueline, I will give it to you. Did I you was. I genuinely okay. was. Okay, yeah. so that is Paris's point. I will go with the honor code. Mr. Paris, which wrestler was presented as a former adult film star? Hmm. Okay, so you got the godfather who has all the ladies. <laughs> You got gotcha. Jasmine St. Clair was an ECW around this yeah, time. Yeah. Um, I watched that uh, Dark Side of the Ring about that guy who like was like the porn star who owned the like wrestling federation. Oh, uh, Rob Black. The, yeah. 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 I don't think it's that him, was though. wild. Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know his full name. Is it Velsufius? Um, Val Venus. <laughs> That is correct. Actually, it was Valsuvius Venus. You got it right with the full name, so that is well done. Uh, Bowman, you got to catch up here. Let's get a couple more questions, a quick fire through them. Uh, Who was the first WWE light heavyweight champion, sir? First light heavyweight champion was one Mr. Taka Michinoku, who won the title at In Your House D-Generation X, beating Brian Christopher in the finals. That is correct. I loved it. Well done. Taka was amazing. Uh, Mr. Paris, which popular rap group joined the Freakish Oddities? Uh, it's the same thing I do when I look in the toilet. I see pee. That is correct. Ah. That is the England same <laughs> clown posse. Couple more here. Uh, oh, that's a terrible question. Um, oh, what stable jumped from WCW to WWE in January 2000, Mr. Bowman? 
Now, okay, I always, whenever you're asking me questions, I always have to go, well, they weren't a stable in WCW, blah, blah, because uh, it was partly made up of the revolution and partly made up of the filthy animals. The stable in the WWF was the Radicals. That is correct, sir. Paris, who debuted during the only pay-per-view match between Vince McMahon and Steve Austin? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the big show. That is correct. Uh, Paul uh, White. Uh, Paul White. Yeah, I think it was Paul White. He wasn't the big Paul show White. until it is written as, uh, as, it's written as the big St. show. St. Valentine's so. Day Massacre, okay. February 14th, 1999. I don't know if I got the year right. That is correct. Yes, that yes. is correct. Yeah. Uh, Bowman, if you don't get this Louis. one, Bowman, you do lose. You Just have to get the right like Bowman, Bowman at this point. So don't get this wrong. Uh, who? Which wrestler was the first man to win the Euro and IC Championship at the same time? Uh, at the same time. Yep. Not in the same match. I'm gonna go with uh, D'Lo Brown. Correct. You you you're hanging on. It was almost over. That is correct. Yeah. My I was Harris. gonna come in with a steal on that one. Yeah. Who was the WWE Hardcore Champion when the 24/7 rule was introduced? Uh, Raven? Bowman? Steel? Yep. Crash Holly. It was Crash Holly. Bowman, this is to win it. This is right up your goddamn alley, sir. This is your kind of question. At which event did The Undertaker re-debut as the American Badass? <laughs> uh, that was at... Uh, I don't think it was in In Your House, but that was at, I believe... Judgment Day in the Iron Man match between uh, Triple H and The Rock. Sir, unfortunately, the answer was Judgment Day 2000. You were so close. We have to go on to a tiebreaker. You didn't say the word 2000. That's written in the answer. So that's, that's what the card says. I, I didn't make that up. You were so close. Thank you for the facts. I didn't, I didn't need for that question, but you know, good for you. Uh, so we move on. Uh, Mr. Parrots, which boxer was the guest enforcer for Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14? Bowman looks dead on the inside right now. <laughs> he, I he am. Mad at himself. He oh, mad I himself. am. He should be mad at himself. We're not getting it. <laughs> Judgment Day 2000, you idiot. <laughs> it, was, it was at the Target Center in Minneapolis. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson is the answer that you're looking for. Is correct, Mr. Bowman. And his theme music was American Badass by Cade Rock, which took a sample off of Sad But True by Metallica. Yeah, all right. What's your next question? Uh, who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin with a car at Survivor Series 99? <laughs> no one remembers this storyline. It was crazy. But who uh, made him do it? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the second Yeah, all right. Question. Now, there's multiple things. Okay, <laughs> it's who did it, who did he do it for, like, thematically, and who did he do it for physically? Uh, the answer was Rikishi. That is correct, sir. Bad Mr. Man. Paris, which yes. sitcom star made an appearance in the 2001 Royal Rumble? Drew Carey. That ah! is correct, Mr. Bowman. Tried, Bowman? I don't think to, Bowman knew that one. I did know that. He tried to did offer he? Kane money. Oh, yeah. Because like the Hardy Boys eliminated each other when Drew Carey was making his entrance, and then he just fucking jumped around the ring for a little bit, and then Kane was the next guy out, and Drew Carey like shit himself and tried to give him some money to, uh, to eliminate himself. That, that was Good a great. Stuff. That was a great thought. Okay, this is the last question. Whoever shows out first wins. We're down to the last question, so get ready. Which are we buzzing wrestler, in, or are we just, just saying the answer? answer. Shout okay. that goddamn answer. Okay, just clarify. Which wrestler 
allegedly got me young pregnant. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Mark that Henry. is correct. That is. pause you're just win. staring at the screen like there's got to be more to it. It's sexual. <laughs> what a fun gimmick. Okay. Okay. Well done, boys. Nice. Oh, that was intense. Some tough questions touch. again. Some deep Tight. dives there. Almost like a playoff game. Right on. Uh, <laughs> last thing before we're out, how about we just take a little trip back and visit this week in wrestling history? Let's do it. What we're going to do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. It was December 9th, 2013. Seattle, Washington, Monday Night Raw, the Slammy Awards, uh, which was basically also known as the night Daniel Bryan became a god in WWE. Uh, Wyatt, you and I were there. That was the infamous hijacking of the Champion Ascension Ceremony. Ring full of ex-world champions. Really, really cool segment, to be honest as John Cena and Randy Orton put their belts on the big thing and they were going to haul them up and stuff, but the entire thing completely hijacked by the crowd in Seattle chanting for Daniel Bryan. I think he won Superstar of the Year Slammy earlier that night. They tried to ignore it. Man, Seattle doesn't fuck around when it comes to uh, being a wrestling crowd. Remember when, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Elias ripped on the Supersonics and they just like let him have it for five minutes? I was there for that one. You were there for that one? Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. But, uh, yeah, this particular night, no one would stop chanting for Daniel Bryan, who was just one of the ex-world champions collected in the ring. And Triple H tried to get through it, but the crowd absolutely ape shit for Daniel Bryan. Mark Henry, to his credit, like, you know, raised his hand and gave the crowd their, you know, yeah, here he is, cheer him, okay, cool, let's move on. Uh, but the crowd was not interested in moving on at all. Famously, CM Punk was just laughing his ass off during the segment, loving every minute of it. And then the final moments of this scenario was a big schmoz. I think like uh, Michaels hit like a super kick on, I don't know if it was Punk or not, or he, Daniel Bryan hit a running knee, accidentally hit uh, Stephanie McMahon. It was chaos. But yeah, the night Daniel Bryan became like a legend. Uh, why? What do you remember from being there that night? Uh- Again, I'll remember that always is like just how hard the crowd had to work to make Daniel Bryan a thing because WD fought it all the entire way along. And, and you knew that even if he did become successful, they'd try and take credit for it. So it felt a bit dirty the entire way, but you just wanted to see it happen so bad. And it's kind of, again, to go to the allegory of the Canucks, it feels like with the Canucks, you needed the, that team needed to lose so badly in such a horrible way for them to make changes. That's what they felt like you needed an extreme level of like Bryan support to get it. And that was like probably the biggest banner night of an entire city chanting this guy's name taking over the show and just kind of showing them like this is our guy this guy can get those pops we talk about like give him a chance to run with the ball like i just i remember like the chills going down as everyone started chanting daniel bryan at that event yeah which uh, he himself has said was one of the best nights of his entire career to have the entire crowd like that heavily behind him in his hometown that was amazing yeah, just another example of, you know, WWE not being able to put over people in their hometown and Seattle wasn't going to let that happen, right? Um, I found it interesting that uh, a few of our choices tonight for um, for uh, uh, this week in wrestling history were slammies. I didn't realize it was a uh, the slammy time of year. And I do wonder, what what is it that 
has them come back to the slammies just every so often as something they don't do usually and then they decide they need some sort of boost from the slammies i'm just curious what the thought process is there yeah it's weird because they did their nxt awards every year right they'd have those golden ring bells and stuff which were like pretty cool but yeah in 2008 for the first time since 97 they brought back the uh they brought back the slammies and then they've i guess intermittently used it like every year because they don't do it every year i'm not wrong right like they're no then they haven't announced any slammies for this year or anything it is odd that they'll just kind of pick it up and then drop it whenever they uh whenever they want to but um yeah i mean is it something that they just want to feed to someone as a gimmick like i'm a slammy like like the owen hart of course is the best example of i'm a you know slammy winner um two times two times winner. even though he didn't win the second time they called him up just to present it and he reacted as though he won and then just ran off with the award what a guy (laughs) Like, I love, like, if you're going to work it into someone's story, that's fine. It kind of seems like King of the Ring in that way. It's like, do they yeah. want someone to yeah. just have the pomp of, I'm a, I've am won a Slammy, and that's why they, they go through the whole rigmarole of doing it. But it does seem like it either do it or don't. Like, you don't have to always make a show out of it. As NXT doesn't always make a show of it. They just announce it on Twitter or whatever. Oh, hey, yeah, this have- tag team's the tag team of the year. You yeah. could do that every single year, or you could make a show of it, and you could, or do some of one and some of the other and have it announced on Twitter and then attach it to someone who wants to make a big deal of the fact that they're a slammy award winning. Like it's just so weird. Like imagine having like a show where someone on their stupid gimmick is that they win a fake award all the time. Mm. Yeah. Fake awards. Nothing, nothing burns my goat more than that. Like it just really upsets me to have. And the slammy for bell Belgium's favorite wrestler goes to. That's obviously not a real award, obviously like, come on boys. But yeah, it's just, it it upsets me when people kind of like fake accomplishments like that. Cause that's really low. Right. So yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. I I take pride in my awards. I'm glad you're standing up for me, Paris. I was shocking from you, but I like it. Bowman. Yes. Continue. It is weird that they like, you all right over there? Well, you just kept jumping in on me there. Like, again, not very professional, but whatever. That's your thing, I guess. Again, you wonder why Travis Lee doesn't respond number, to you. Just... He's waiting for your DOS to start appearing the second he types a letter in. Like, Jesus Christ. Anyways, go on. It is weird that they don't use it, like, for, like, Austin Theory. If they had the slammies, you want to get Austin Theory over, like, someone wins this thing and it means the world to them. Because they do the slammies and then no one gives a shit the next week. Right? So... Yeah, they just kind of pick it up and drop it whenever they like. But on that particular night, December 9th of 2013, it was the best Slammy Awards ever. And, fellas, that about uh, wraps up the show. Is there anything else you wanted to get to before we shut the book on this one? Uh, no, again, I'm just uh, – I got some po- uh, sorry, pre-show interviews I got up on the old Twitter account. I'm looking at doing some more at the Commodore and get some also some uh, post-match interviews as well. So look forward to that that sweet iPhone 13 coverage that Mike Paris used to get information on on night two of uh, NEW3. That's right. Paris, anything else you want to get into? Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, one of the wrestlers said that they would have preferred that Bowman be interviewing them. I don't, I don't know uh, how why I it feels that. about that. I so maybe that maybe we need to have you guys maybe summon in something out at uh, the Commodore just to make sure that mm. everyone gets a fair shake from the from the uh, Wrestle Nation representation that's there. I don't, I don't think, we should, I guess I don't we think Ed to... Rivers matters. I don't know why we're bringing him up right now. I don't know why you're doing I that. I didn't name names. I, I didn't. I didn't bring him up. I just I, said. I know you never. Some, you never have information. There was I have some information. feedback. There was some feedback from some of the wrestlers that would, they would have preferred a different person interviewing them. It's it's odd that Next. the Dodger King doesn't have a name. But anyways, yeah, sorry, Bowman. Go ahead. It's the Bowman Show. Ed, go ahead. <clears throat> Next week, 
we will hopefully have Travis Williams here, and we can get into why Evan Rivers lives rent-free and why it's head. I, I don't know why you have to say that. You know what? Whatever. Let's just move on. Let's just move oh, on. Your bounties are shit, by the way, because no one, there were no figure fours. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like Sebastian Wolf, who promised it, got beaten in the head with a pole, which you didn't see. So he was bleeding out. He was worried about saving his life. Well, he's not going to slap on a figure four. Wait, you know what happens? You put a figure four on the ring post and you put your head down. Blood rushes your head. You're squirting everywhere. Is that cool? No, it's not. So he's saving his life. So good job. It's a smart move. I'm just Science. saying. Yeah. Whatever. It'll, well, it'll maybe, maybe, if, maybe if you respected Evan Rivers a bit more, maybe he would follow through on the bounty and he would do a figure four around the ring post and then maybe even tap himself out or something if he wanted to pick up double he's not that smart he's not that smart (laughs) well that closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation you can follow us on Twitter at NEW Wrestle Pod be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc Uh, they are teasing a big announcement got no idea what it is but you want to follow that account to find out what the new happenings are in NEW be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify if you're on iTunes leave a rating leave a review uh that's all for this week for the stanchion why it aren't the architect mike paris i'm jay bowman and we'll see y'all next week on wrestle nation